Hellfire, written and read by Ed Macy. 4th of July 2006. Camp Bastion, Helmand Province, Southern Afghanistan. 22.55 hours local. The helicopter god was nearly out of miracles. Three Parise Company had never intended to stay in Sangin. They just dropped by to reassure the elders that we were on their side. Then intelligence reported that they'd walked right into the Taliban's senior command location in southern Helmand, and the headshed ordered them to hold it at all costs. Sangin had been under siege for weeks now. The Taliban had been hammering the place morning, noon and night. Their objective was simple, to injure a British soldier seriously enough to force a Kazivak helicopter insertion and take out the cow as it landed. Thirty or so paras were locked down, running perilously short of food and ammunition. Three of them had died a couple of days ago, and another was killed this morning while trying to secure the landing site for a Kazivak mission. The Taliban were a hair's breadth away from bringing down a Chinook with its crew, surgeon, anaesthetist, and the rest of the medical team on board. We were called into ops just before last light. More soldiers had been hit. One was critical. He needed to be in the Bastion Field Hospital before lunchtime tomorrow. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Tootle, CO of 3PARA, only had a brief window in which to pull out his injured and replenish the district centre with men and supplies. We'd been given permission to fire into known Taliban positions to prevent them from engaging the Chinooks. The enemy could only engage the landing site from two long, irrigated tree lines and a smashed-up building with firing ports in its wall. I'd spotted a bunch of empty shells and an escape ladder there, so the ground troops had nicknamed it Macy House. Our plan was simple. Jake and John in their Apache had the call sign Wildman 5-2, and Simon and I, in ours, were Wildman 5-3. We would run in from the south with rockets, then engage Macy House and the wooded tree lines with 30mm cannons as the Chinooks landed from and departed to the north. Bad light, the element of surprise, and a curtain of dust from the Chinook rotors should do the rest. Earlier in the day, Major Will Pike, A Company's OC, had assured us that there were no civilians in that area of Sangin. Whitehall had also been made aware that a soldier had lost his life trying to secure the landing site, and that a Chinook would soon follow. But the British government would not allow Apaches to use prophylactic firing into known Taliban positions. We could only fire in self-defence, or in defence of troops in contact. In other words, we couldn't engage until we'd received incoming fire. It was blunt and effective, and we were good to go. Until Whitehall intervened. The commanding officer of the Joint Helicopter Force Afghanistan called the commanding officer 656 Squadron Army Air Corps to explain. He was put on speakerphone. The CO apologised. He'd done everything he could. Whether we risked it was now down to us. The OC, Major Black, replaced the handset. The surgeon confirmed that the soldier would die without his intervention, but it was down to Squadron Leader Woods. Woody was leading this Kazivak. He never asked his pilots to do something he wasn't prepared to do himself. Eventually we agreed that the Apaches would go into Sangin early and cause a deception. We'd pretend we were out looking for the Taliban firing positions. Just before the Chinooks arrived, we'd appear to find them at Macy House and in the woods and engage them. To satisfy the rules of engagement, we'd fire just in front of their positions. With the plan set, we crashed out for a couple of hours. We'd be over Sangin at 0300 hours and the Chinooks would land 45 minutes later at first light. We were up and into ops for 0130. Kenny, our watchkeeper, briefed us that Widow 76, Sangin's Joint Terminal Attack Controller, the JTAC, 
We'd call the code word Pegasus when the area around the district centre was secure and we were cleared to engage. During our couple of hours of broken sleep, there had been another huge firefight. The Taliban had used mortars, Chinese rockets, recoilless rifles, rocket-propelled grenades, a plethora of machine guns and small arms. We'd responded with B-1 bombers, 1 or 5mm guns, Javelin anti-tank missiles, 81mm mortars, 50 cal machine guns, machine guns and small arms. It's the fucking Alamo out there. Kenny was a Lynx pilot and an ex-para, with over 30 years' experience, and he knew the score. Only bad news for me, I'm afraid, Jerry said. Jerry was an RAF flight lieutenant, our intelligence officer. The risk to the Chinooks is off the scale. They've ordered every man with a weapon to close in. The Apache is the only weapon that can really hurt them. And intercepts over the last 24 hours have been full of talk of bringing one down. Their morale is very high after...